Let's just start it like this. I hate Buzz the mascot. I lost the least amount of money on Degenerate Day. I'm sure yeah, I think I think I actually. Don't think, I don't know about that. You lost a lot to Guthrie and I. I lost it all to the bank. <laughs> Thanks, Trey Young. Thanks, Oklahoma. Welcome to the ACC Basketball Degenerates Podcast, brought to you by Three Notched Brewery. Luke in the house on the mic. Guthrie to my left, Taylor to his left. Hey, Mike hey. Jaffe's on hey, the phone. Hey. Shocking development. What are the odds on Jaffe being on the phone tonight? Minus 2,000? I think. Oh, no. That hurts me. I, yeah, <laughs> I, it was my fault. I, I should have been there in person tonight. Uh, no. I'm sorry, guys. I will be there next week. You're here in spirit, Jaffe. That's what That's matters. the most ludicrous statement I've heard yeah, all week. Yeah, I mean, week. I'm, drink, I'm drinking alone in my basement I don't thinking believe you. about you guys. If, there, if that's not dedication, I don't know what is. Well, Sounds guess like what? a pretty standard Sunday night to me. Um, it is Sunday. <laughs> it's 833, and the one seat has been locked up in the ACC, guys. It's oh done. my goodness! Double buy. It's done. The one seat has been locked. I cannot believe we're saying that on January twenty eighth. Can y'all? No. Shocking. I think two weeks ago we were we decided that UVA would win the ACC. So we're way ahead of. The well, trend. I was skeptical because if they lose yesterday, then I think Duke's the front runner. But that's a topic for another day because it never happened because Cameron did not pull through for the Dukies. That's one of our top. That is the top storyline, of course. The minor storyline, North Carolina, NC State. Love you, NC State fans. The passion is there. And a little bit of a revitalization after the dark, gloomy Gottfried. depths of Gottfried. <laughs> Days. So we're going to talk about that. Uh, a brief rehash of Degenerate Day, because we had some people tweeting at us wondering what happened. We were bad on the Twitter. Um, Taylor and Mike showed up an hour late, per usual. I think that was expected. <laughs> what were the odds actually, on that? Yeah, that was actually under what we set. I think we set like, what, 90 minutes? 90 I don't minutes know what you guys are talking about. I am never time? late. I always arrive exactly when I mean to, right on time. Oh, so you're a oh, wizard, okay. aren't you? Yeah. Yes. Harry Potter. <laughs> uh, yeah, sure. Harry Potter. <laughs> yeah, our, friend, our buddy Dave <laughs> came Potter. over and asked us, he's like, where's, where's Taylor and Mike? And I'm like, <laughs> you think they'd be here on time? And it was like about 12.20 at that point. But you guys eventually made it. You watched... Three hours of basketball, which is good for dad's status. Now, for normal people's status, hashtag dad. Yeah, but for dad's, bravo. We had some good times. Mike lost every bet he gave to Guthrie and I. Guthrie and I washed him in head to heads, but he destroyed Vegas. So kudos yeah. to Mike. Yeah. There were some really nice yeah, bets. You, you give me, you give me, you give me the just computer or the teller, and you know I can do that all day. But you give me like looking you or Guthrie in the eye, and you guys tell me that I can't do it. I, you know, turn into John Locke from Lost, and you know, just go full. Don't tell me what I can't do, and you know, I, I'll lose everything to both of you. If, Good if Lost it reference. Down to it. Taylor I'll told lose me everything before I say no. That's for sure. So Tay told me not to bore our listeners with these stories, but I have to bring this one up. This is my favorite part of the day. Mike was bleeding <laughs> funds, and then yeah, not literally, but figuratively. He stands up and looks at me, and he's like, "What is the northeastern second half against Delaware?" And I said, "It's <laughs> um, minus four and a half northeastern." Uh, or it's maybe minus eight and a half. I'm not sure because they were down in half. Yeah, time. It was like, seven and a half. And you're yeah, like, give me a hundred now. If memory serves me. And that was the easiest cover of the day. I wish I had followed you on that. But yeah, that was incredible. Best win of the day. Cover. Yeah, Northeastern, man. They're probably going to win that division. You'll see them in the tournament. It'll be a solid 14 seed. Excellent. Second best moment of the day. Excellent. Georgetown and St. John's, a Balzania Fest, goes to overtime. Just a complete <laughs> brick-laying... <laughs> 
basketball game. I'm so happy that happened. It goes to overtime. Taylor and Mike celebrate when it goes to overtime, when they find out the game's in overtime. We didn't watch any of the game until we flipped to the final shot. And that was immediately enough. you two were like, give me St. John's in overtime. And Guthrie and I were like, oh, we'll book that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure. But they're at home. Chris Mullins versus Patrick Ewing. Well, we know how that turned out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. St. John's has not been the same. Not that they were a great team beforehand. You know, they were. They're now zero and ten in the Big East. But you know, they lost <laughs> by like an average of twenty-seven and a half points. Y'all were so confident. Game. <laughs> in unison, saying, "Who do you want?" Immediately, Taylor and Mike, brothers-in-law. Give me St. John's. I've just <laughs> never been so confident about anything before in my life. Or so wrong. Well, I'm really happy for yeah. your loss. It was my gain. <laughs> All right, let's talk about yeah. yesterday's game. This week in the ACC, we had a bad Big Monday game, I think. Who was playing on Big Monday? Do we even oh, remember? I don't. Man, it's been that was so, so long. That was so long, in the, was in the so past. long ago. Who remembers that? I don't, I don't know. know. Probably Kansas getting waxed by someone. Well, Kansas lost to Oklahoma on Tuesday, my friend. Yeah, don't Monday be was the Virginia Tech-North Carolina game. Oh, yes. Guthrie and I watched that Oh, in its entirety. Goodness. And I've got to say, Virginia Tech, bravo for coming back, proving me wrong a little bit. It was a good week to be a Hokie. Two wins, one against North Carolina at home and one at a Notre Dame team who is sinking on the pirate ship currently. But still, two wins for a Hokie team. Go tell it on the mountain. Yesterday, we had a pretty good slate of games highlighted by Duke and Virginia. But first, brief thoughts on North Carolina State and North Carolina at the Ding Dong. Oh man, I, I thought that was the the game of the day. People oh, talked it. about it. I mean, what's, I guess not the game you? of the day, right? I guess when you have two top five teams playing one another, that's the game of the day. But I, I thought that NC State really uh, played well. Um, obviously, they came came out with the win uh, at the Ding Dong. But um, for for me, you know, it had everything to do with uh, Mark Mark was it Markiel Markel Johnson. It was seven of seven for beyond for the NC arc. State. Yes, Mark Johnson. What what a fantastic no, player he is! Just, what a coming out party against Joel Berry. What a great game! Oh, so Freeman was seven to seven. You're right. Yeah, Freeman was out of his My mind. Mistake. And Abu started, yeah, yeah. but he didn't play very much at all. Right? Did he? Was he? No, no. I mean, he he had a few shots, and also your step your seven was uh, was crushing down low. I think Abu is um, is Abu is coming off injury. If yeah, I recall that's correctly, that's why he was taking it. Was a, yeah, he's he's so he started, but didn't get a whole lot of playing time. I've got a great question. Is North Carolina the wonk team in KenPom.com's ratings? Because they're still what are, what are, eight? They, are they currently a top 15 team? Are they the aberration? Oh, wait, they're no. number yes. 13 on his yeah. list. It's incredibly high for, for... I think they're the wonk team. It's either them or Auburn. I can't decide North which one. North Carolina Maybe both. has been so good recently over the past two or three years because of, they've been surprisingly good defensively. And I think that's still being reflected in Ken Palm's metrics but i don't think it it's actually showing up <laughs> you know I, you know they allow 80 to virginia tech they allow 95 to north carolina state you know i, I don't know you know they're allowing i think on average you know 80 points in acc play that's not a not a defense that you can really bank on you, you know what i see is the team that so unc has always played super fast and this year i think we talked about it earlier they don't have like two big men that can play fast or you know, debatably, even one maybe Luke May is a different, different kind of big man than they've had. Uh, right. But the teams that they've lost to have been the people that can run with them and 
don't mind getting sped up and are better at it than North Carolina. Here's aside from Virginia, like Virginia Tech loves to play fast. NC State, oh, Florida Virginia State. easily solved North Carolina. Yeah, aside Here's from Virginia, question, I'm okay? yeah. Mike, you're in Vegas. You've lost everything that you Wofford own. Doesn't play okay, fast. including your house. Yeah, aside and from that. And, uh, right. This is, a, I mean, it's a dark picture, but I got to go there to find out how you really feel. You have to go in debt to make the next bet. Are, are you taking North Carolina over Oklahoma? Neutral floor. Oh, over Oklahoma? No. Um, yeah, I, I would take them over Oklahoma. What about over Michigan? Yeah, I no, I would not. No way. I would. This no is like straight money line bets we're talking about? Yeah. Michigan is 24th. They yeah, actually, no way would I take them over Michigan. Okay. But they already played, yeah, they played Michigan. Michigan looking pretty, pretty frisky against Purdue. God, that was a fantastic was game. A but game. So, so North Carolina, if you'll recall, they did, they did play Michigan, and that wasn't the ACC Big Ten Challenge, right? Or was that the ACC Big no, Ten Challenge? No, they, they played them at home. And they, yeah, they beat them by like 15. Yeah. Okay, um, so that was the... But, but you know, that, that, was a, that was a different Michigan team. You know, yeah, they, at yeah. that time, they still didn't... They, they weren't meshing yet offensively. Yeah, we can go into Michigan, I guess, a different time, but... Um, yeah, I don't know. They, I think they I'd still take them over. Yeah, that, that was before they put the belime in the Coke. Also, Kentucky. <laughs> That's right. Congratulations, Taylor. I'm really happy. They're back. You. I'm thrilled. Are they? Are they back? Does this? Does this bring them into John Wick back status? Sure. John Wick two. John Wick three. John next Wick summer. three. I'm thinking John we Cal should Perry. always go against West Virginia in second halves. So that's yeah. what I think. Well, they've yeah, been terrible goodness. last like five games. What a what a turnaround. I think there was something like they blew West the Virginia, Kansas game. They blew the Kentucky game in the second half, both at home. I think this is... They were up 17 at one point in the second half. Is that right? They blew the TCU yeah, game. Were, Unbelie- unbelievable. They've been, crazy. they've been falling apart. They've been missing their shots. Their like, shooting percentage has plummeted. Um, wow. Is couldn't this, have seen now, that coming. Yeah. Is this, yeah, is this a regression to Totally. Me? Totally. Is this, is this where we kind of expected West Virginia to be going into the season? I mean... Like, I always thought of West Virginia as not a great shooting team in terms of Javon Carter... Daxter Miles to me was their best shooter, and he's like com- comparatively mediocre. You can't have Javon Carter shooting contested long twos like at the end of the shot clock the entire season and making them. I mean, yeah, it's not really a sustainable offensive model. No. Well, congratulations to NC State. I can't remember the last time they won in Chapel Hill at the Smith Center. I really yeah, can't. Yeah, I mean, what a, what a year for for them to beat both uh, UNC and Duke. Woo. Yeah, I think they'd rather do that than make the tournament. Some of their fans, maybe. This is a huge win. On to the big boys. Is NC State going to make the tournament? No. I think they should. I think it's a great question, actually. Because now, I mean, they... I really want to see them in the tournament. I can't wait to bet on them in the first round of the tournament. They're 3-0 against teams in the ACC that reside in North Carolina. They've got the Duke win. They have the Carolina win. They have the Arizona win. Those are great wins. Those are great wins. Penn State is not going to be terrible in the end. Eh. Yeah, the, they've the, also uh, beaten Clemson. Yeah, they Man, have. They, they would have had that Tennessee win earlier in the year. Yeah, that would yeah. have been huge. They, have, they beat Arizona. I mean, does anybody remember that game? Yeah, I the, just mentioned that. The Absolutely. UNC Greensboro oh, at oh, home sorry, isn't great. Sorry. Are you here? They have a couple pretty unfortunate losses. Um, UNC Greensboro and Northern <laughs> Iowa, but <laughs> but hey. <laughs> I mean, Arizona uh, yeah. had some ugly losses in the beginning you know, of the season. Look, in my dreams, NC State is a low seed in the tournament, and I can't wait I think to got, take them you know as what? an underdog. I take it back. I looked at their resume. I think they're going to make it. I really I think, do. I think they can easily play themselves in at this point. Okay, here's what the they have the rest have. of the way. Notre Dame, I think that's a win. 
that's at home. Yeah, that Irish team is about to go in the drain and down into the sewage and the down into Hades. <laughs> yeah. Then they have Virginia Tech away, which, mm, who knows, coin flip maybe? I don't yeah. know. Yeah, it's, it's tough to run with that hokey team on the road. Carolina at but... home? That's a winnable. They just beat Carolina away. They're going to lose at home. Yeah, Jeez. probably. Well, Syracuse away is probably a loss. Wake Forest away. Anybody can beat that Wake team. That Wake team is... <laughs> Gosh, we'll yeah. get there. Boston College at home, win. Florida State at home, maybe. Georgia Tech away. Yeah, That's a pretty like good that. schedule. And yeah. then Louisville at home. Why not? It's doable. Yeah, this team's got a great schedule. Right now, Ken Palm projects them to be 99 in the ACC, 19 and 12 overall. That's... One tournament win, you're in. I I, I that, think that's so. Good enough to I think get so. To a uh, twelve seed in the uh, you know in the play-in game. Is yeah, the, I, is, I like Ma- is the Markel Johnson like return really going to make that much of a difference? I hear people talking about it as if it's like a huge different ma- difference maker, and I see that it's like good, but I don't know if I buy into it being as like so impactful as people yeah, say. Yeah, I mean in the little in the little that he's watched... the greatest passer in the ACC right now. <laughs> wow. Let's, Maybe let's, that's what I wanted to yeah. hear. That's all I, I needed. I was simply going to say, in the little of that game I watched before the UVA Duke game came on, he looked terrific. Like, yeah, I mean, he's if, awesome. Yeah, he. I, I'm completely sold on him, Michael. I mean, I love. I love that he's small and kind of slight, and he like has to kind of like hook these passes around. He's number one in the ACC in assist rate right now. 52% of okay. all of okay. this being dished right now or being dished by him. He's the man. Michael, the man. question for you. We're, yeah. look, we're looking ahead to March, the first weekend of the tournament. Mm-hmm. We're all going to be crushing aluminum foil cans and turning them in just to try to get a little bit of revenue back after Degenerate Day, which did not turn out right. as planned for the most of us. I've, I'm glad you brought that up because I thought about, you know, like taking a whole truckload of bottles up to yeah. Maine because I, I see they're worth 15 cents. I just want to, it, you know, it's better up there. I want to know if it's worth it. But anyways. Guthrie and I had a great start to the day. That's always how it starts. We're always off and running, and then thanks a lot, Oklahoma and Trey Young, for blowing that game. Regardless, we're not mm. going to go back over that. Doesn't North Carolina feel like the team who's going to lose to Dayton in round one of the NCAA tournament? <laughs> they feel like the team who's well, going not out. Make it this year, well, but yeah, they'll, they'll lose to somebody someone like, like them. Someone of Probably that someone nature. Out of the AAC. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. See, like Rhode Island. But Luke, yeah, yeah. so we have been, we on this podcast have kind of been saying we're a little more down on North Carolina than other people, I think. Certainly, you know, mainstream. It's not whatever. a Sweet 16 team. But I think Sorry. in the first round, don't you think it's going to have come full circle and people are going to think, oh, they're terrible and they're going to get like a really favorable line against No, somebody? I don't think so. There's too many noobs out there. I I, I agree with Luke right. to a certain extent in that North Carolina is a very public public favored team. Yeah, nobody the, took Duke over, uh, over, I mean, nobody took Mercer over Duke. Yeah, pe- people, people like to bet the Carolina, Duke, Kentuckys of the tournament. I mean, they're always going to be, you know, giving more points than getting in those in those circumstances. I don't know. That team just feels right for a round one upset. Theo Pinson had a good game. Can since he's going to be a six he seed, did. a seven he seed, he six seven. Well. Yeah, I don't know. Played what? out of his mind. I think you know, nobody's uh, happier that Cameron Johnson is back than Theo Pinson. How bad is Cameron <laughs> Johnson? Man, Guthrie and I were talking about this during the game. I'm sorry, Mike and Taylor. I know that's your boy. But does that guy look like the best transfer in college basketball? He's been incredibly Hell disappointing. No. He's been he's been he's been 
the most maybe the most disappointing player in the ACC this Agreed. season. Just oh, I, I, you could see. Ouch! I mean, he's still coming back. Sure, yeah, sure. You, we're over halfway through the season. Well over halfway know. through the I, season. You could also make the case for Grayson Allen, but he's I only think, played like what eight games. Mm. The only the only reason Theo Pinson's well, able to go off for twenty two is because Cameron Johnson's in there stretching the floor. All right, y'all, and check this schedule out. Okay, Clemson away, North Carolina, win or loss. I, I think I, look. I think North Carolina wins their next five. Okay, so they beat including, Cle- including beat Duke. So yeah. they beat Duke. They beat NC State away, and they yeah. beat. Okay, congratulations. They they are going to beat Pitt, and then here's how they close: Louisville away, Syracuse away, Miami home, Duke away. There's oh. no yeah, see, way they, they, they make out of that stretch. Well, wow. three or four. Okay, that's that is rough. If they win the next five, I'll eat my shoe, Mike, in front of you. Okay. When was the last time okay. Roy Williams lost three in a row? That's what I want to know. We don't have a stats department. We don't. We don't have, <laughs> our, the, we don't have our, the budget for our it. Three not I'm looking, sponsorship. I'm looking does not back. Cover a stats he department. has not lost three in a row since 2015. It's 2014. That was the last time he lost three in a row. We cannot be slaves to those type of and statistics. They, yeah, stats. He probably didn't even coach those games. That was probably during those vertigo, vertigo uh, incidents. Mm. Oh, yeah. Speaking of back failure. Virginia and Duke. Oh God! Let's talk about it. I've been I've been oh, waiting for this man. moment. I can feel I can feel Guthrie's arousal peaking. <laughs> I, can, I can see it. Guthrie has the floor. It just got hotter. I've been waiting for this moment my entire life. It, I, uh, honestly, it's it's like it's still. Uh, I'm still unsure if this is if this is uh, the reality that I'm living or this is just one of the alternate realities that I've always <laughs> imagined. Late at night. Here's the takeaway from this game. Everybody's <laughs> pumping Virginia up. Yeah. Duke is, yeah, they've had a couple losses, but they're starting to figure it out. They've figured out the defense. That was the narrative the entire week heading into Saturday, <laughs> which was yeah, I loved, I loved that. I loved that so much. It's a terrible narrative. After playing after playing some of the worst offensive teams in the ACC. Exactly. If anything, their best defense was just playing some terrible zone. And UVA was like so open that they didn't know what to do and just missing wide open jumpers. And then it from was the Duke is going to be ultra locked in at home. There's no way this talent could ever lose if they're locked in and not sleepwalking. But you know what? Virginia went in there and said, you know what? We're going to drop our drawers and we're going to win this game. Fair enough? Mm. That's what happened. Man, it was, I mean, it's. In the words of Darian Atkins, it was a swinging contest. And Virginia went there and they, they won fair and square. It was great. It was fantastic, and they also played abysmal on the offensive end, and they still found a way to win. Well, in the second half, that stretch in the second half, middle of the second half. And the funny thing is, coming out of the game, <laughs> I got a bunch of texts from people saying, I'm worried the Duke exposed something, that Virginia doesn't know how to play zones. That's the most nonsensical statement I've heard all year. I mean, yeah, Isaiah Wilkins was atrocious on yeah. offense with his jump oh, shot. He was he was yeah, a bit he, he was yeah. a bit disappointing in the high post like trying to find that soft area in the in the 2-3 zone but honest, honestly DeAndre Hunter was exactly the yeah. piece that we yeah. needed. Moving forward, are you really willing to throw zones at that team when they have Ty Droma's limitless range at the key, Kyle Gow in one wing, Devin Hall in the other wing, and then Hunter in the, in the middle of the zone. I but, wouldn't throw his yeah, own. Also, no, not every team is going to have the luxury of being Duke with the offense kind of making a run at Cameron and then throwing a zone at Virginia. And then 
I think Virginia just got in their own heads. All those like factors, you know, they got a little, they tightened up a little bit, they clinched up, and then it really took like other were saying, it took Hunter to kind of, you know, get something going to get yeah. him back in the rhythm to yeah. snap him back. He really was to me. He really was the key in in stemming the tide in, in the second half. He there, really where, did. Where it really like everything just seemed like it was coming apart at the seams when Wilkins was the guy in in the high post who didn't know what to do when he was wide open, so he would take these awkward-looking shots. It's the first time he's ever looked hesitant. Wilkins looked like my greatest fear, which is like having dementia and standing in a parking lot not knowing where I'm going. That's how how Wilkins looked when he was in the high post with the ball. Yeah, He just did not know where to go. Hunter's D on Marvin Bagley there in the second half. Was I, I thought that was a transformative moment. Mm-hmm. Bagley was eating him up there in short stretches, and I thought Hunter played really well. It's, yeah. yeah, it's tough to see him go down with that ankle injury what, near the end of the game, so you hope that it's... Here's something we're not going to do. We're not going to go on to a five-minute DeAndre Hunter tangent like okay. everyone else likes Fair. to do. It's a great revelation. Every game he plays, there was, oh, who Who's, is this guy? Who, who, yeah, we've known him for two years pop, and down. Pop quiz. Huh. Uh, Taylor pop quiz here. Uh, on Virginia's team, who had the highest offensive efficiency rating for that game, according to Kim Palm? Ooh, I won't. I won't cheat and look. I'm going to mm. go with uh, Jack Salt. <laughs> Why do you ruin every? <laughs> yes, it was Jack Salt oh, by a really? mile a shot by a co- really? by a New Zealand mile. <laughs> Over 200 points efficiency rating, according to Kim Palm. Wow, Jack Salt's a great player to have in camera what? because it's it's he almost was. like Jack, go go play ball. Okay. You know, yeah, a hundred percent from the field, three of three shooting. Yeah, he was all fantastic. dunks or layups, one for one from free throw line. Whoa! Yeah. All right, here's a revelation coming out of the game, and it pertains to the Duke Blue Devils. Yeah, I hope we're going to talk about Duke. Let's talk about their guard play for a minute, right? Oh, <laughs> you know, I listened to last podcast, Luke, where you were asking if. Duval was going to lose them, you know, knock them out of the tournament. Yeah. If Duval and Grayson Allen, that combo would it, knock it, them out. It's in play. Out of this game for sure. It's pl- it's in play for the tournament. You have to say I'm right here. Grayson you, Allen just disappears, right? and Duval and and even Trent, who's been really great, they just make some bad decisions. Even Wendell Carter took three. Three points in that stand, game, which... Well, Guthrie corrected what? me and said, hey, he actually has a pretty good percentage. He does. Yeah, he yeah. does. But he's I still shooting, don't trust him. something like 40%. I still don't trust that. But he's, he's also attempted... I just checked it. He's only attempted like 40-some threes the entire season. 28, so yeah. You're not and really... And 13 a, of those have hit the backboard. Right. If you're not a real three-point shooter, <laughs> no matter what your percentage is, you shouldn't be shooting in that... Well, he's one of three in, in uh, the Virginia game. The one being like a pass that went through. Oh, that's basket. right, the yeah. alley oop that went through. Yeah, that was inc- that was. That I was mean, really if ridiculous. those two teams play again in the title game, I'm I'm excited for it because I don't think the guards, Duke's guards, are going to play that poorly. But Agreed. I also think Virginia's going to shoot better, so I think it'll be another great game anyway. Yeah, yeah. But I, I think sure. the title is over. Virginia's not losing four games the rest of the way. It's not happening, and Louisville is not going to. I don't think Louisville's going to. Be the the team to great segue run the table to our next topic. Oh wow! Sneakily, Louisville uh, second place in the ACC. Except if they were still one loss team, I'd be in. But since they dropped that one, can't go there yet. Sorry, Taylor. Okay, <laughs> but they are second place. They've lost, they've lost both of their right. ACC games in overtime as well. You know, so yeah. close, so I close. Mean, both the away right from the friendly confines of of Yum. It. You know, it's it is it is kind of amazing 
uh, after that absolute train wreck of a game at Rupp, yeah, they've they've kind of you know pulled a nice little string together. Of, Let's look at their of wins. Pitt does that even count? Probably not. <laughs> Florida State, <laughs> sure, that was an impor- State, that was the best one in, in a way win. Their at conference State. schedule: Virginia Tech at home. Congratulations, Notre Dame away. Double overtime game. Sinking, they were sinking at great that point. game. Great game. Boston College. I'm sorry, Taylor. The dream is over. Yeah. And then Wake Forest. It was awful, by the way. So your Ooh. narrative is that Louisville is six and two because of the schedule that they've played. Virginia away, Florida State home, Syracuse home, Georgia Tech home. Those are there's a three home games in a row. That's I what's coming they, up. For I them. think they split yeah. those. I think they go two and two the next four. Okay. And then they have. Pitt. I, mean, I, th- I think that the why does the everybody Louisville have pitch twice this been, year? Has been directly linked to a reduction in minutes for VJ King. They were ready to kind of hand the keys over to VJ King, and they kind of reined him in a little bit and been playing uh, Ryan McMahon. Um, or McCannon, or however you say it. Um, I don't know. I think I think that's been good for them. I think they the ball is moving more offensively. I think that's that's been a huge adjustment for them. I um, think so Ken has them at eleven and seven in the conference. I think any game they play at With home, it, they'll they against almost anybody. Maybe not Virginia. They should be the favorite. I think any game they play at home, they'll be the favorite. Um, and on the road. I think they're the kind of team that they win the games they're, they're supposed gonna win to. They're going to win in Cameron, yeah. And sounds, I, sounds great. I don't know. I just think Looking they, forward to that one on February 21st. February 21st. Ken Palm has a 50%, Can't wait it. Can't 15% wait. chance to win. I think you're right, I, Taylor. Actually, I, I actually think Louisville has a better chance than 15% to win at Cameron. I think they have the pieces to frustrate Duke. And they have enough... <sighs> They That's have enough question. big. They have enough big bodies to throw at Bagley and Carter. I feel like if they had Rick Ranger Rick, if he's coaching this game, yeah, yeah. there's more of a little like uh uh-huh, uh uh-huh, 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 a little McConaughey chest bump going for him. But I don't think they have let's, that with David Paget. I'm sorry, I don't have a good nickname for him. I would have come up no. with one on the spot. But let's I, find a reference to the shape of water to make. That's a current. Oscar. Oh, I just no, watched. Yeah. I just watched that. It was great. It's great. Rest in peace, uh, Pandora. (laughs) (laughs) Something about falling in love with a fish creature in a tank. David Paget is the fish creature. I guess I don't know. You're the person falling in love with. Yeah, I'm the scientist. Okay. Okay. Great, we did it. Mike, what do you have to say over there? I know you so, got something. Do we think that Louisville finishes? I don't even know what to do with you guys. No, I mean, I actually, I mean, I'm, I'm really excited. For Louisville, especially to take them in Vegas, uh, you know, for for the tournament, um, I think they're a team. They're playing faster than they've than they've played in ten years, you know, in terms mm. of average possession length. So, you know, they're getting up and down the floor, but they're not. They're still not turning it over. You know, Quentin Snyder's still great with the ball. Um, you know, Ryan McMahon um, was able to come in and kind of lock down the turnovers that EJ King was creating. So, oh, yeah, you know, I, I, Louisville with the, with a team that. It plays D like Louisville plays D, and they don't turn the ball over. Um, you know, I love teams like that for consistency and for betting strategy. Uh, this like team that. is so, losing six games in the league, my friend. <laughs> You're losing right, six I, games. I don't care. I don't care about the league and all that. I, mean, I care about the tournament and you know who's going to go farther. Now, yeah. I, I could see them going farther than just about any other ACC team. <laughs> okay. I could see them being a Final Four team. <laughs> 
Easily. Oh, I could easily wow, do that. really? Michael. So here's yeah. here's the deal, Guthrie. And I've The last this time they played close to this fast, it is true, is, I just looked back, uh, was, was their national championship year. Really? Yeah, so you're saying, like, you're saying like this is, this is, this is with the be, Flapjacks king himself. This is going to be the year where Louisville gets in at like a what, like a five, six seed and makes a run. They might have to vacate two titles. <laughs> <laughs> Name the starting five of that Zing! national championship team: Russ Smith, who defeated Wichita State uh, in the Final Four; Peyton, uh, mid controversy; Silva, Silva, yeah, Siva. Uh, his his dad, he should be his dad. Peyton's dad should be considered an honorary starting member of that team. They showed him a lot on television. He got a lot of coverage. Mm. So he was LeVar before it happened. Hey, you two, I'm calling you out on something. You guys are like the hipsters of college basketball, or at least the ACC. Can I tell you why? You started off with your Boston College narrative. Oh, love this team. Early conference. I still love them. I still love them. Love BC. (laughs) Oh, Jerome. And then it turned into the Clemson love fest. That does sound like me. <laughs> the hipsters well, are I, I here. Taylor, there, you were there, Michael. <laughs> Don't deny it. I have the tape. Oh, no. oh, all, no. it, all it takes really is like one yeah. good win and to then convince you me. And really just one cross game. You're Clemson. You're maneuvering to your Louisville. It's your next hipster team. Congrats. So uh, who's I, next after this, Guthrie? What's the next team I they actually, pick so up? I kinda no, wanted Georgia to, Tech was in between. We're gonna go full <laughs> circle. Uh, we're gonna go back to like Wake. Yeah. <laughs> Time is a flat circle. I, I. So something you you said triggered like this this synapse in my brain. Uh, I would love to talk about Dan Dockich. Okay. Uh, so Dan Dockich is the one that broke the story about Louisville needing to potentially vacate the title that they won in what was it 2013 mm. and when Russ was rolling yeah yeah and and also pay like a 15 million dollar fine in addition to some other some other fines um so this was this was broken by Dan Dockich last week uh he knows somebody in the room quote he unquote. Knew, he, like he know it's like a friend of a friend of a of an in-laws and somehow they trusted Dan Dockich with this information, and he talked about it on his radio show, and it became news, and people were talking about it on Reddit. That's how I found out about it. But uh, I just like first off, can we really trust anything this guy says? Like I don't. It, it doesn't sound like he has a direct first first degree source, so I'm not sure if this is even like legit. It seems like everyone, all Louisville fans that I've read talk about it, just are like dismissing it outright. If you say the term fake news, I will stand up and walk out right now. No, that's not. Uh, Guthrie, uh, whose sources do you trust more, Dan Dockage's or mine? Oh, yours for Thank sure. You. Thank you. For sure. That's so, all I need to hear. Okay, so I, I, that didn't really generate too much conversation, but I have a second point with Dan Dockage. <laughs> so today, Dan Dockage tweeted after the Michigan State game. He tweeted that Miles Bridges has no game. Oh, wow. Can you believe that? Oh, get out! And of then, here. and and so then, Jeff Goodman got in on the action. Oh wow, the front runner, yeah. Goodman, the front runner. <laughs> Immediately, he exchanged all his Duke chips for Virginia chips in the final one minute of play at Cameron on Saturday night. Did any of y'all oh, really? notice oh, that? No, no, I didn't. I'm trying to think of a good character in a, a movie. Um, I feel like The Natural is a great. Example. You've seen The Natural, haven't you? Yeah, it's been a long time, though. 
Is Robert Redford is that in that? the one where the lightning strikes the bat? Yes. Is that the one? Or, yeah. Okay. And, and, yeah, you know what I mean. I think so, yeah, both of those are correct. before Robert Redford gets shot Robert by, Redford, what a man. By the woman, <laughs> the evil it. woman, she was going after the Babe Ruth figure until he was struck out by Robert Redford. Mm. That's Jeff Goodman right there. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Got yep. it. Goes with the front runner. So in this analogy, I think the guy getting <laughs> getting struck out is um is Dan Dockish because Goodman had a sick burn over Twitter where he just he's like I'm so lost. Yeah, it, it was it, it was it was awesome, and it, I I you know have so much more respect for Goodman. You know now he's he's just yeah, you know down. like tolerable, but um but yeah, I I can't stand Dan Dockish. That's that's the moral of the story. Okay. Well, we're gonna get to this week on I'm Mad at eventually, but until okay. then, we have that a was a, pre- a little a little we preview. Have, that's a plug. So you two, Taylor and Mike, the hipsters <laughs> of this show, figure out who you're mad at, and by the end of the podcast, you have about ten minutes, and then we're gonna get there. Okay? People why, not why taking you, Boston why are you College so seriously. Mad at Louisville? That's the real question. I'm not Is it mad because at... they play Virginia next. No, we're not like, at... getting into like your pregame. Mentality. What they've done in Louisville is. is oh, I'm all impressive. in on Louisville. I'm just Plus a little bit skeptical. I'm a non hipster here, so I'm in reality. I'm not in La La Land. I don't have to be non current. When they make the final four, I want you to eat the other shoe after North Carolina. I'll kiss your ring year. after the final four appearance by the Louisville Cardinals in 2018, okay? <laughs> Before we get to this week on I'm Mad at uh, Taylor, we have a few more business proceedings, right? Yeah. You wanted to talk about the Florida teams. I don't want to. I don't oh, think yeah. they deserve any mention. Absolutely. I just think the uh, the overtime game that happened yesterday where Florida State defeated Miami 103-94. to um, Shocking development. It's like the Florida man of games. I thought it was – I really enjoyed the game. I thought it was great. Um, to me, this is not surprising you, at all. What did you like about the game, Taylor? Yeah, did, did, did you did you watch this? <laughs> yeah, I, I did not it's watch like Taylor's this. Taylor's back in fifth grade, and the, the teacher's <laughs> calling him out on a question. The game was just like played fast, and <laughs> it was so. At points, it was so. It's Taylor in fifth grade wait, right now. He's been so, called out by the teacher. At some points, it was like so sloppy. You've said and then, so six times, and then at other points, it was like. Vasilovich taking said a shot eight from times. 35 feet that he should has no business <laughs> taking. Just oh, dribbling through his like ten threes. He was the whole story of the game. He was he is the Florida man. Yeah, mm. and he had he no business. I mean, he was he shooting double man. covered, you know, from Steph Curry range and, and draining. Does him. anyone have a great. bigger green light in the ACC than Vasilovich for the yeah, Hurricanes? It's unbelievable. He, he, I mean, it's like, yeah, he, my goodness. Every time yeah, I've watched... What's kind of weird, though, is in, hey, the, in those Miami games, Bruce Brown just will disappear. Mm. I mean, you'll have, you have like, Lonnie Walker, who's actually emerging... Oh, and I wonder who really saw well that coming. Wonder which one of the four Lawrence, saw that coming. You know, but where is Bruce Brown? Where well, is they, I asked this question day one of the season. Miami laughed at me. Mike, you laughed at me for that. <laughs> and I feel very vindicated. Well, like, Florida State, in a way, is a perfect matchup for them because they're so athletic that like Miami can't bully them and Florida State was just like attacking the rim so hard they went to the line so many times yeah. and they and that I'm was really glad I didn't watch any of that game and yeah me too Vasilovich they need to was, like 
they need to play him. They give up a lot point. on defense, but they get a little bit of shooting. Hey, and you, him and Anthony Lawrence are their best shooters, but they actually don't shoot as much as like Lonnie I, Walker. I tell you, Taylor, mm. I'm with you on this, and let me tell you, both Miami and Florida State are the two best mid-major teams in the country. You know, but <laughs> not, none of them really compete with the uh, elite no. levels of the ACC. You know, I think that's kind of what I see when I watch that game. I, say, yeah. I watch them both, and I say. Man, these these are great mid majors, um, but they're not they're not high quality ACC. I can't wait to bet on any team that is favored against these two teams in in March. That you know, after the makes their after the Miami Michigan State catastrophe of 2017, I'm willing to go with you on that one. And I, the Florida yeah. State Xavier uh, uh, annihilation. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, people that are one. gonna think they're garbage because they're gonna see their record. They're gonna see what happened in conference. That kind of stuff. And they're going to get a really favorable line against Wait, somebody. You're going to go with Miami and Florida State? Oh, yeah, tournament? absolutely. Well, I'm going the other oh, way. Yeah, no, no, you're, you're, you're out of your mind. No, I think it's going to be great. You're out of your mind. It's going to be great. These teams these teams have a very kind of nebulous understanding of how to run an offense. And I'd say I'd say that <laughs> as, very good statement. In, as it's a great generously sense. as possible. I think Florida State is, in terms of like offensive sets, they have a better understanding of the strengths of some of their players. Yeah. But then Miami, it, for sure. that is, that is not a very hard, a high bar, you know, compared to Miami. I'm in the right matchup. I legitimately cannot wait to Next do time y'all watch a Florida state game. Can you call me once they run an actual play? Sure. Not That's coming, not the joy. That's not the not beauty coming of, out of a timeout. It doesn't count if it's coming out of a timeout. When they're at their best, the ball movement is amazing. Now it's like very fluid. They, I would actually say push, that about Virginia great. Tech. Honestly, yeah, I, I would say that I about Virginia that too, Tech yeah. more so than Florida State. It's when you can like get them bogged down in trying to actually run a, a series of sets that they're yeah. bad. I mean, Florida State is kind of reminds me of like a poor man's half court Louisville from a couple of years ago. Well, y'all brought up a great subject in this little Florida topic, which doesn't have to do with anything concerning the University of Miami or Florida State. Mm-hmm. It has to do with the green light starting five of the ACC. I think we might need time to think about this, unless y'all are really quick on your feet. Are you talking about the our top five best greatest players in the ACC right now? No, the green light team. So the team, the, oh, the, oh, the, so the dumb green. five, the five players in who the have ACC the green light. who have the the biggest green lights for their team. Yes, I like I like it. I like it. Okay. Vasilovich is obviously on this team. I think. Well, I think congratulations <laughs> on picking the obvious choice. Yeah, I think. I think he's he's Love certainly that. up there. Honestly, uh, you know, see. you know who in this in this same game that we're talking about, uh, there's a great candidate on Florida State. Uh, Angola takes some ridiculous yeah, shots. Angola. What about? Oh yeah, that's a good choice. What Not about, so much in this game. It looks like he didn't take that many. But. How about Gibbs without Bonzi and Farrell in the lineup? Sure. You can see yeah, that. Yeah. Sorry, yeah, watching that game against... Uh, he was taking some deep ones, yeah. The, yeah, that game last night. Yeah, it was unbelievable. <laughs> you know, talk about not really being able to run an offense. Notre Dame without, uh, without you know, their two main guys in trying to run an offense is just... It just leaves Gibbs at the top of the key taking threes a lot of the time. Joel Berry. Joel Berry or Kyle Guy are mm. in the conversation. Yeah, Those two are in the conversation. Yeah, now. for sure. They're behind the top three who we just mentioned. So occasionally watching games now, I like it really hits home the impact of like the Warriors, the Steph Curry. People take 
a lot more deep threes than you might have experienced even like just three years ago. So many more. It's just that that impact has filtered down. Yeah, it's true. Okay, I know that, that, I know that you guys don't watch um, the Pitt Panthers, <laughs> but, oh, yes. but Jared Wilson Frame currently takes the highest percentage of his team shots in the entire ACC. He takes thirty three percent of his team shots when he's on the floor. Nice. Wow, he plays, nice. he plays wow. about seventy percent of their minutes. Maybe I should pay uh, so more he, attention. Technically, he has the ultimate green light. <laughs> but I know that nobody here watches has watched a single Pitt Panther. Yeah, game I've here, I've so. <laughs> I watched I watched a little bit of uh, the NC State Pitt game um, from last week. But you know, speaking of NC State, I think Al Freeman is another player that has been given a little too much of the leash from from Keats. Uh, he he kind of can just do whatever he wants. Honestly, it seems like at times NC State just kind of. Let's him do his thing, just do his ISO ball thing for a few possessions and see how it works out, and then, you know, then it will resume running offensive sets after that. But when everybody it gets a lot of freedom in that system as long as you're attacking, mm. and I love that. I love everyone. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> All right, it's a better outlook than a lot of ones you could have this week on outside the conference. We've arrived at that point of the podcast. Let's do it. I know Mike is just uh, he's peeking over there across the mountain in Harrisonburg. This is his favorite segment. Oh, dude, I love it. Yeah, I watched a Belmont Middle Tennessee State replay on Saturday. So, yeah, I'm ready for this conversation. Let's do it. Well, what were you doing during that time? You weren't parenting, I guess, right? (laughs) No, no, no. I mean, no, I I don't even, I barely, I don't know my kid's middle name. Somebody (laughs) asked me that the other day. And then, you know, no idea. It took me like 30 seconds. Yeah, they're still alive. Um, That's my favorite answer you've ever given me when I ask you about your children. You're like, they're still alive. Doing something right. Regardless, do we have thoughts on the Big 12 SEC? Are we still in Big 12 love fest mode like the rest of the country? I'm not quite that far. Luke, haven't you told me every single week this season that the SEC is total garbage and they're the worst Ever and you yeah, know, you're not like buying a narrative. That's been that, the narrative you're we've not tried buy, to purport. Well, you're not buying the narrative that the SEC is better than ever this year. Guthrie's Texas A&M dream is gone. I'm sorry, it's over. Yeah, yeah I, I'm afraid Your you're Kentucky right. Wildcats are not a Sweet 16 team. I don't know. I mean, it's all about the draw. Yeah, it is. Well, I'll actually wager on a draw, whatever. It, even if it's favorable, I'll wager on the draw right now. If you guys want action. What else is up there in the SEC? Although the Hecklin jo- Jekyll and Hyde, good gracious, I can't even talk right now. Florida team, yeah, great. I mean, I love I them. Like Tennessee, Alabama, the Vols, who are—I don't know even what to say about that Tennessee team. They don't make sense. And you, uh, great, Alabama. That's your calling card for the SEC. That's our darling. I mean, we haven't even named. That's our the- banner, man. I mean, Auburn is the best. Auburn is the top but, of I the mean- conference, and. I don't buy that all the I don't even still. really know much about him. I don't know. Bruce Pearl, he's out there. I assume he coaches every game with his <laughs> chest you, painted. Uh, did you see the gif of him accidentally punching one of his players in the uh I did not previous, see that gif. Previous, I thought the gif of him dropping bags was kind of cool. GIF. Yeah. Ouch. Uh yeah, I, I haven't <laughs> I haven't seen I don't think a single minute of Auburn basketball this year. Let's, I haven't either. So Let's not talk about it. I don't know anything about it. It's them. because they've played an absolutely embarrassing schedule. Like it, it is it is ludicrous. 
the best <laughs> the best team that they played in the non-conference was was Middle Tennessee. Yeah, they what about like, Temple? They made Jim Temple's good. good. Temple right now. They lost to Temple. Temple's they made Jim Laranega right look like a road warrior in the non-conference. Temple's decent. This Auburn team. They beat Tennessee on the road. That's pretty good. That yeah, that to be fair, that is a terrific win. But Murray State on the road? I mean that's not that's pretty tough. Um, they have Ole Miss and Vandy coming up. The SEC gauntlet continues. <laughs> that Vandy gym, oh, that Vandy gym does weird you things. You hate them. And then Texas A&M, the streaking oh, Texas home. A&M coming after that. And then Georgia. Wow, guys, what am I missing about this conference? I'm sorry. <laughs> well, that's so the, really, Kentucky at home, the flaky you know, Kentucky Wildcats taking, at home. Taking a step and back. And then South Carolina. Oh, gosh, what a Taking gauntlet. a step back. That's what is so perplexing about the this result in the SEC Big 12 Challenge because, to me, it's not even close who the better – like, which which of the two is the better conference? Yeah, well, like I will take I would take Big Twelve all day, every day in this sure. in this matchup. I mean, we, this is the first time SEC has won. But I think everybody needs to so stop surprising. paying homage to the uh, to the Big Twelve altar a little bit. Can we all? Are you cool are you serious jets? though? I th- I think you know I think who's the most 12... underrated conference is the Big Ten. Or and just realize that's that a fact. Or just realize that conferences are. Lumping yeah. them together, whatever. The of the year, everybody. And yeah. the beautiful thing about college basketball is so that it all down on the Big Ten, and the Big and Ten has some conferences outs- don't matter think, at all. I think the Big Ten has some excellent teams. Excellent teams. Here's my hipster take: conferences don't matter. I thought you were Boom. about to say something about the Big East for a minute. I love the Big East. You're welcome to. You're the floor is yours. St. John's, and then Mike can talk about They're Conference terrible. USA. And the Missouri oh, Valley Conference. USA. Okay, let's go. Yeah, I let's would love it. to talk about them. Uh, like I mean, honestly, it, it, look, if, if you guys are trying to like prepare for March and really feel like you have a good handle on it when that first weekend arrives, people need to be focusing on those mid-majors. I mean, mm. when all these all those games that you're going to see opening weekend, it's not like you're going to see an SEC team against an ACC team. Yeah. It's always going to be someone from Conference USA against ACC team or, you know, somebody from the, the WCC. You can't say the WAC. you got to say the, the WCC. I mean, yeah, you have, you have to understand those teams and who, how they play, you know. And so, you know, you have to, like, unfortunately, you have to, like, dig through these, like, really obscure feeds in order to actually watch these teams play. Um, if you're not at least local to that area. Mm. Um, but, I mean, that's where you should be spending a lot of your time right now. I mean, if if that's your ultimate goal of preparing like mine is, which is ultimately preparing for the first weekend of March Madness. You're a student um, of the game. Here's He's my always strategy, watching Mike. It's a little bit different from yours, who studies the Missouri Value Valley and the WCC and the Conference USA and all those teams. Mine is the opposite. I just look at the Power 5 teams who I do not trust, and I go against them in round one. Okay. Okay. That's my strategy. That's, that's pretty that's pretty interesting. Yeah. yeah. I, I don't know. I feel like even those teams that you can't trust, if they match up well enough, you know, obviously they can yeah. they can overpower some teams. But I you know, honestly, I think I really like the AAC right now, actually. I mean I, if I look at like a team a conference that could get a a potential final four team in there, mm. I look at Cincinnati, Wichita State and Houston. Uh, don't say, don't try maybe, to sell Wichita State. Maybe, you can sell Cincinnati. I like Cincinnati a lot. I think they're an excellent basketball team. But Wichita State, that team can't stop losing at home. Why do you trust <laughs> Wichita State? I mean, they've been bad recently. I mean, but I think they lost to two good teams. I think SMU and Houston 
Um, I, I think it's a really good team. But Wichita State, you know, they beat a good Florida Gulf Coast team. Wow. And they beat Houston on early on in the year. They built Man. a they also Notre beat Dame team that at that time was at full strength. Um, or they've lost, I should say, by a point in that championship game. Mm-hmm. But, but I, I don't know. I, I like... I like Wichita State. I don't think their best win is against Houston. But I like Houston more. Okay. From a gambling perspective, that's what you want. You want teams that have tons of talent that are undervalued. Like Wichita State, they have tons of talent. I don't know about tons of talent, but they're a good team. Good luck on that. They're a very good team. Go ahead and run that (laughs) campaign around town. Okay. See what what kind of feedback you get. Tons of talent. I'm telling you, though, those, those they're going to be undervalued. You have to look at though. I think if you if you're really going to look at you know, the tournament, which is crazy, this whole season, all it does is come down to one tournament. It's what's That's so beautiful about it. That's right. Here are the teams we need to go after. All right, Rhode Island's a team we need to get after. Okay, that team is 17 and three. You want to hear their losses? Nevada, Virginia, and Alabama, and they've run the table. Oh, besides from, yeah, besides from those three games, they've run the table. And all those losses were fairly close. They lost to Alabama by four. That's on the road. They lost to Nevada by seven on the road. Virginia, I mean, Virginia's Virginia. They lost by 15, whatever. It was a closer game than a 15-point deficit. I like that team Mm -hmm. a lot. I would definitely buy them in March. And I know they were the darling last year, but I think they're an excellent team. Mm. Yeah, you you really have to applaud Dan Hurley. I think he's just done a fantastic job. And uh, picking up the win against Providence is just absolutely huge. Possible like that, next Duke well, coach, Dan Hurley. Word on the street, isn't he going to uh, UConn to bring back? I thought. Well, I've heard many things about. I've heard Tom Crean. If, if you've listened uh, to UConn's demise was underrated. Yeah, I, I, I've heard a lot of things about the UConn position. Um, I've heard Kevin Ollie is being investigated for. Some sort of academic, academic or uh, in, ineligible, or some 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 fraud. Benefit. Yeah. Do some, you have a guy in the room? Fraud. Is this a Dan Dockett moment? This is moment? me listening to a lot of interviews and podcasts. Okay. Um, but I've also heard that people really like Tom Crean to be the next UConn coach. Wow. Tom Crean has just been <laughs> so amazing as like an, an ESPN analyst and uh, color guy for for games. That I don't want him to leave. I've also heard like he's, he's a good been fantastic. This week on outside, we finished this week outside the conference. That was it. All we talked about was the Big Twelve and that. We gave a lot of scatter shooting <laughs> thoughts. It was very. It was the very, Pac Twelve is also out there. So what do you think about the Pac Twelve? R.I.P. Arizona State. Yeah, the the weaker. <laughs> we had, we the had weaker such high hopes. Of the Hurley brothers. Mike, have the floor, Mike, for this Pac-12 segment. Go ahead. Oh, I mean, I I, I watched the Utah Arizona game and it was eye opening. I think Utah is the team that you got to watch out for. I love Utah. Um, I'm with you. Really? I, yeah. That's a gambling yeah. rule in in football or basketball. You never oh. bet against Utah because Ken yeah, is on their side. He's the at their arena. He's on the side. Yeah, I mean, I mean what, what is Utah's the, not the making Utah the tournament, guys? Name? Can somebody tell me off the top of their can head? We, what did you say? What, sorry, what did you say? The Utah head coach's name. Oh, uh, Larry. Oh, Larry yeah, Larry K. Koskowak or whatever. Um, Chris, that guy Chris, is an, he's Chris, absolutely Chris insane. Like he, he is, he's, he just seems like a guy that would yell at you like like across the dinner table for no reason. Um, I, I don't know if he has like a daughter so or something like that, but I can imagine him like killing someone. You know, it just kind of 
reminds me of that kind of guy that would like kill his son-in-law for like well, slapping his daughter. So uh, to <laughs> we, take it we in a darker really direction, uh, I don't think Utah is going to make the tournament this year. They well, I'll tell you what, they're favored are, in whoa. all but one of their final one of their games, the thirteen and eight. <laughs> well, I think they get in. I think they're, they're favored in every game except for one the rest of the way, and that's yeah. to Washington. Yeah, who's in the in no the... by no means. An intimidating team. They have Colorado, Stanford, Cal, Washington, Washington State, UCLA, USC, Colorado to finish. I think they'll be fine, right? Yeah, yeah. we're I, talking about the Pac-12 guys. That was a heck of a game. Can can we, um, they were, we're talking about we're talking about the Pac-12. They can, lost by one point at Arizona. They're, can we talk about somebody that should be an honorary member of the Pac-12, which is Vitautas Priene? Yes, I just looked that up. Which is the Lithuanian league team that the Ball brothers are on. I'm here for it. LeVar, get at me. We should have LeVar Ball as a guest on this podcast. I would not like that's to turn this into idea. ESPN regular programming, <laughs> so we're going to move on. Oh, All right. I love him. That's a good segue into this week on I'm Mad At. All right, guys, you go ahead. Start us off. <laughs> I, I So, I mean, I already talked about Dan Dockich. Uh, that, that's actually like kind of relevant because Goodman was sent by ESPN to Lithuania to cover the Ball Brothers <laughs> landing at the airport. And he loved every minute of it. Yeah, he was very excited. I don't know if he excited. loved it as much as the Coach K exclusive this year. God, he he had the biggest shit-eating grin <laughs> on his face. That entire interview. It was it was it, it, like it was a little much. Hey, he's, I, he's a fan of leaders of men. Yeah, apparently. Can you blame him? Taylor, a little this more week, than a fan. I'm struggling. No, um, you're not included in this segment because I love everyone. I love everyone. No, I. <laughs> I guess. Uh, unfair. I picked this. I'm still angry at Bouncy Colson for not coming back yet. Uh, Why? How been, dare he? How, how dare he? How get dare he get hurt? Because I'm just angry at that whole situation. Because watching Notre Dame without him lose and struggle. I actually think Mike Bray's doing an awesome coaching job with that. And like seeing Martinez Martinez Gebbin, you know, mm. hold down the middle for them. Yeah. I'm like, gosh, I just want Colson to come back. I want this team to be what it could be. Which is not even yeah, that, that Utah coach would have Gebbin in shape. <laughs> <laughs> Every once in a while Gebbin will throw down a move and I'm just like, Oh, get this guy to the Lithuanian league because he looks pretty yeah. good. But then I'm, I'm mad. I'm mad at Georgia Tech. I really needed them to go two and two over this stretch against UVA, UNC, Florida State, and Clemson, and they went over four. <laughs> um, so their season's over. Yeah, so, weren't, weren't they? They, they you were your pick. Jackson's in someone's basement they, drinking tequila right were, now. Guaranteed. They, Georgia Tech were your, were your darlings. They, they were your pick well, for their hipsters. Uh, Guthrie, it changes every two weeks. Yeah. There's well, a new they, team every two out, weeks. When I said that, and then the next game they came out, they beat Miami, they beat Notre Dame, you know, they beat Pitt. <laughs> they were looking pretty good in the ACC, and then they came and dropped four straight. So, whatever. What are you going to do? I have I have a couple uh, things that I'm a- angry at right now. Um, mm. And one was just, I'll, I'll just say it, the, the, Pitt, the Pitt, Pittsburgh Panthers – and where the program is right now. It is an embarrassment to the ACC where where Kevin Stallings has, has brought the Pittsburgh Panthers. Like an absolute embarrassment. I I always get into like these little tiffs with Pitt fans on on Reddit who for whatever reason think that Kevin Stallings is like the next messiah of Pittsburgh basketball. Is that really a Pitt narrative? There are people that think that. Wow. 
It's it is utterly baffling to me. I'm worried about those folks. <sighs> I don't like. I don't think they're going to win a game in the ACC this year. I would like, say that's the, their a best good chance. Their best chance has come and gone. Like it, wait, they played Virginia Tech. No, I'm sorry. They played Georgia. They played did Georgia they play Tech. At they're home improving. And they lost. They're improving. Did they play Are Wake they? soon? When did they play Wake? They play Wake at home. Oh, they got that one. Maybe that is that is according to Ken Palm. That's their highest chance of winning at 36. percent Hey, does it, did anybody realize for some reason the Syracuse pit games were close? Did anybody else catch that? But it's me? that old that yeah. old Big East, oh, yeah. that like, what, a old Big East feel, man. Yeah, so strange. Those both both of those games were close. That Big what East we, feel. Is Syracuse going to make the tournament? They are, right? I don't know, man. What are we going to do? Not. I, 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 there is talk right now that they're like a sixty percent chance to make it, and I, I was just thinking last night that I want to be like, I want to say again that we are against Syracuse making the tournament. <laughs> Put it out there again. Yes, you know, they, I'm getting some and serious. Do not deserve to dance this year. Serious deja vu. The, the zone is back. Their defense is good. Yeah, their rebounding's good, but sometimes you need to shoot in basketball. Yeah, I was going to say they can't play offense really, but they're yeah. Finally, their shooting has gotten really this week when I'm mad at. I'm mad at Buzz, but it's not the Buzz you think. It has to do with Georgia Tech, and it happened to be earlier today, okay? Doubleheader at McCabish Pavilion. The women play first, the men play later, right? I'm at the women's game. I'm calling the game, all right? I'm on the headset, and the Georgia Tech fan base turns out, because the nerds don't have too much to do sometimes, the Yellow Jackets mascot is named Buzz. You familiar with this character? I am. Mike? Uh, Yes. Yeah. I'm allergic to bees, so I've always stayed. Exactly, stayed a it's bit a away. hornet. Okay, it's a fantastic story. <laughs> In the middle of a broadcast, okay, I guess it's not. Are hornets, so. It's not a dead ball timeout. Bees die when they sting you. Yeah, I wish he had stung me. Okay, <laughs> so okay, what does this mascot do? Well, first of all, he in. In the middle of the timeout, he starts laying on the scores table where I am broadcasting the game. I'm like, ah, oh, that's classic funny. hijinks. That's kind of funny. Classic <laughs> mascot hijinks. The game starts. All right. He goes over to Mike, and I don't. I say he. I'm not positive if it was a he or a she in the mascot, and that's important for later on in the program. But goes over to my crowd, Mike picks it up and starts banging it with his hand. I look. It's in the game. I, I look over at him. I can't say what the f are you doing. I look over it and I'm just like, st- continues to bang. Wait, he so- picks up my crowd, Mike, and starts hammering it on the table and with his hand. So for the uh, those of us not in the industry, the crowd mic is the one that picks up the crowd noise, right? Effects, you pick up, yes. Okay, got it. It's like he, he almost broke the mic. He's banging it so hard. And if that's, it was... That's okay. really strange, Next thing actually. that happens, sets the crowd mic back down, just throws it on the table. I'm about to drop my headset if I wasn't on air and go tear this person's, you know, yellow jacket head off. Stinger. However... Oh, yeah. <laughs> I inspected Buzz, and prior to this situation, I couldn't tell if it was a male or a female. If it was a male, and I could tell that for a fact, I would have ripped that yellow jacket head off, but I wasn't sure. So, oh, so that matters it. to you. And then he started, uh, the, the buzz started coming over to the person next to me and tickling them at the scores table. <laughs> I love it. I can't be upset at that. I mean, that's perfect. This is ludicrous behavior from a mascot, but I guess that's true. I wish all you. mascots would do that. Bang crowd well, mic. Yeah, maybe not the mic. That, that, that tickling is great. I feel like only if it's the, a, the person. Yeah, only in, if it's Jeff Goodman. Tickle him. Yeah, I feel like the person in the mascot suit probably didn't understand what the mic was for. Like he, he or she probably thought they were like trying to amp up the crowd. I took off my headset and and said, 
Stop it. Three times. No, Continue to beat on that mic. If you are a like Georgia crazy. Tech student and you are listening to this podcast, please investigate for us. Find out who yeah, the mascot is. We would is. love to hear. Are they in more your Econ One Ten class? Let us know. <laughs> we need to talk to them. We will have them on. Yeah, that's who I'm mad that's, at. That's not great, Buzz Williams. That's a great I'm happy story. for him. I'm pleased with Buzz Williams' performance this week. He won two games. It's great. But Buzz, the Yellow Jacket, <laughs> is on my shit list. All right, boys. I have one, I have actually have one more thing on on things I'm angry at. And this this was totally. <laughs> you, you did have a long list. I know. Yeah, I, I guess I did. But this this one is very like spur of the moment, and it's something that I haven't thought of in a while until Taylor walked in with that U.S. men's soccer. I don't know what you would call a fleece pullover jacket. Jacket. Sure. It's, it's one of those jackets that makes him like be able to pretend like he runs, but he doesn't really run. <laughs> exactly. I immediately exactly. look 80% you know, more athletic. You know exactly what I'm talking about. Um, so just like thinking about thinking about the summer and and thinking about the state of U.S. men's soccer, that is utterly devastatingly depressing to me. That that and and so that and pit basketball. That and pit basketball. I. I mean, it, it's it's just a sorry state of affairs, and the the silver lining in all this, like the silver lining slash like funny thing about this, is that Fox. I mean, you guys probably heard about this. That Fox bought the rights for for broadcasting the World Cup. Oh wow! Oh yeah, yeah, for and, like five billion. Wow. Yeah. yeah, for a yeah something a lot like of that. Money. And well, ta- uh, you know what? The good US, news is US Taylor is likes every person. On the United States men's national team. We're going to pause 10 seconds to tell you that we're brought to you by Three Notched Brewing. The podcast is not yet over. We still have picks to get to. Named after a colonial era trail running through central Virginia. Named after characters such as Patrick Henry, Thomas Jack, Jefferson, Jack Jewett. Yeah. And others. All the good ones. Three Notched Brewer. Brewer. Yeah. Three notched beers can be found at lo- local. There you go. <laughs> Stop. Wait, are you guys drinking without me? Are you guys drinking without I don't me? Even have, I'm doing this read by memory, okay? Can be found at local grocers <laughs> everywhere, including their tasting rooms in Charlottesville, Virginia, Harrisonburg, Virginia, and Taylor. Represent Richmond. You're correct. Yeah, That's right. Richmond. Let's pick games. Three notch brewery. <laughs> Leave your mark. Yeah. Good job. Oh, hi, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's Guthrie's best of the year, right there. <laughs> his, favorite, yeah. his favorite movie. Uh, let's uh, let's dive right in. Notre Dame can, at hey, Duke can tomorrow. We do a room deep dive one episode. That would be good. Oh, I would love nothing more than to do that. Yeah. Please. Have you seen the room, Taylor? No. You've only seen you've you've seen like most of it though over over like YouTube clips. I've seen like a couple clips. All right. Yeah. So next next you know one of these days we'll we'll sit down and we'll watch the room. Maybe that could be a summer activity. Yeah. The room, like the movie with like Brie Larson. No, that is, that is, this is a very common. Yes, yes, that one. This is a common, common mistake. That one is called Room. That one is called Room. It's a much better movie. No article beforehand. No the. Uh Uh-huh. That came out in like a couple years ago. This is Uh the room. It came out in like early 2000s. It's well regarded as the worst movie ever made. 
And it, it is. Well, that's a relief. Excuse it is me. Not true. I excuse not me. Do you it. mean Panic Room with Jodie Foster? Is that what we're talking about? Another common misconception. <laughs> All right, let's speak. Kristen Stewart, I believe her uh, yeah. inaugural film. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I know. I oh, can't believe good. it every time I see it on cable. Okay, uh, to Wednesday's games, we're skipping Notre Dame and Duke. It's going to be an annihilation. We're skipping Notre Dame and Duke? Yeah, I'm not talking about that nonsense. We're going to go Duke, to... Duke is a 14-and-a-half-point favorite at home. Well, that's... That's not enough. Not enough. I agree. Well, well let's, go, <laughs> let's go to Carolina Clemson on Tuesday. What do we project the Ooh. line will be? Clemson's at home, so they're not going to lose, first of all. If it's in Chapel Hill, they would lose. Ken Palm has it, Clemson winning by two. I mean, that's wrong because of, I mean, I don't know if that's factoring in Dante Grantham's injury. Yeah, we haven't I mean, even talked he, about that, which is brutal for Clemson. I feel, Dante's knee, I mean, I feel so bad for that. Really so Taylor and I, that's you know, so short, short, you know, aside, Taylor and I were, were hanging out at a bar down the street when we were watching, it was like Clemson, they were playing Notre Dame, right? Right. And mm-hmm. Dante Grantham went down, and I, 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 I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, I immediately said that looks like an ACL. Like, it was non-contact. Yeah. That's had experience with it, ACLs. Yeah, yeah, it, it, it's it's horrible. Like, it, mm-hmm. it, it looked, it, it looked absolutely horrible, and I'm, I'm so sorry for, for him and for Brownell and for like everyone, everyone down there in South Carolina. I can't help but feel because they run such a short rotation that it's going to just wreck. Taylor, here you taking Clemson at home against Carolina? Clemson minus uh, two. I'm taking Carolina. I, mean, I, I have to take I'm, Carolina. I'm taking because UNC. I'm taking I need UNC. you to eat your shoe. <laughs> Wait, why would I? I why? Because this is game one of five in a row that they're going to win. Okay, yeah, all right, fair enough. I'm taking Clemson. I learned a valuable lesson over the weekend of Degenerate Day is do not go against home teams when the spread is within three. <laughs> Ever. Yeah, that's a, that's a really it's a great, point. great lesson learned. Also, Roy hasn't lost three in a row in four years. Yeah, well, he didn't have Luke May as the linchpin of his offense. Luke May? Hey, Luke May's been legit. Luke May right? on the the Luke May of, of Wooden Watch fame? I'm gonna yeah. take I'm gonna take the Tar Heels and your boy yeah. Cameron Johnson, who you guys have fooled yourself into believing. You and see getting points against a Clemson team that's stimulant to this offense. Down maybe their second best player. I think this is this is where Roy Roy turns the tide. Well, I'm on an island with Clemson, and I'm happy to be there. I'm taking the home team Clemson over the Carolina Tar Heels on to Wednesday. Right. Louisville, Virginia, best game of the slates. Cavs oh, are at home. I think they're probably going to be nine-point favorites. Does that sound right? Yeah, that sounds right to me. Yeah, that's, a, that's, that's me. That, that's not Ken. Let's see what Ken, Ken has to say. Ken has them winning by 12. Wow. Which, that seems like way too many it's gonna go. That's what it's going to go to. Let's call it 10 even. Okay. I'll take Louisville. I'll take Louisville. Virginia minus 10. I'm taking Louisville. Virginia. Take- no doubt. Oh, my goodness. This team is a machine. <sighs> they're a machine. I don't know if I, I, I mean, I, I, I can't take either team here. Well, I'll be on an island again. Yeah, I'm gonna take. I'm gonna push. I'm put gonna me, say, put I'm me down for a, a prop bet at a Virginia six point win. Okay, <laughs> call Great. call your guys in Vegas, Thanks Mike. Give me some some lines in the desert. We're skipping Pitt, Miami. I think we should skip Florida State, Wake. There's some other there's some other good games on Wednesday. Virginia Tech at BC. Sure, let's do it. I think that actually has the potential to be one of the best games What's of the week. What's the projected week. line? Uh, so Ken Palm has Virginia Tech winning 54% of the time, so a one-point win for Tech. 
in Chestnut Hill. Can we take the over? Can I take the over? You know what? I'm, oh, you know what? Biggest I'm, sucker's oh, bet. Baby. I want the over. Always oh, want the over. Can I tell you something, guys? Yeah. Bookmark the podcast. I'm going to jump on the, the VT bandwagon right now. <laughs> Whoa. I'm going to ride it for a <laughs> little bit. Hit the no button. Hit the, where's the no button? Well, you know, okay, I'm going to ride it against bad teams, and Boston College is not very good. I'm sorry. I hate to break your heart, Taylor. I, you're, my emotions are a roller coaster right now. You're killing me. I don't know what to think. I think VT has a little bit of momentum now. I'm going to ride him this week. Not next week necessarily, but this week I'm going to take him over BC. Okay. Well, wow. I just broke my rule of going against home teams. Okay. I know. Wow. Yeah, yeah, I was about to say. You had You're to taking a road favorite, even if it is I mean, only BC one. Actually, I'll take BC. Yeah, BC right. actually plays really well at home. Yeah. Yeah, like, they do. Like they, 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 they've lost one, one you game mentioned at home. A few years ago. I'm sorry? What's the, what's the burrito place that you mentioned a few years oh, ago? yeah, dude. El Pallone. El yeah, Pallone. El Pallone. County Forum. GT Syracuse. The Georgia Tech dream is over. They're three and five in the league. Syracuse has responded by beating Pitt twice and some other teams. So they're four and four. Where is that game? It's in at McCamish Pavilion. Okay. And what's the line? Do you know where that? Do you know which team? Yes. Plays in that. What's the line? (laughs) Uh, Syracuse minus two. I'll take Georgia Tech. That's what we're seeing. I'll take Georgia Tech all day. I'll take Syracuse. (laughs) I've seen that Georgia Tech team enough. Woof. Oh, God. Yeah. I <laughs> they're not good. I think Georgia Tech <laughs> They are not good, guys. Yeah, I don't know. I'll call up Buzz the mascot and say, Hey, just mess with the Syracuse play I really by play wanna, guys. I uh, he, oy, oy. I, I guess I'll 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 take Syracuse. Well, if they're gonna what? make a tournament run. Okay, there's not really any other good games in the top twenty five the rest of the way. So I think we can we can call it quits tonight. On a less than stellar podcast. Just want to give us all a big uh, Aren't they all less than stellar? This one especially, though. <laughs> you guys were in a rare form. <laughs> I thought it was fine. Let's was go fine. Georgia Tech. Yellow Jackets. We, we talked about the things I wanted to talk Buzz. about. Buzz. Dan Dockage. So Guthrie really brought it home tonight. I was really happy with Guthrie. USA Soccer. And, and Luke, the best part about Luke is that he was so like tired and uh, you know salty the whole time, <laughs> which is also great. You know, the only uh, thing I had prepared for tonight was my tirade against Buzz, the Georgia Tech mascot. That's all I wanted to talk about. I didn't want to talk need, basketball. What you need to do is you need to cut the episode up and put that right at the beginning. If you could just do that and then it could be a seven-minute podcast, it'd be the best <laughs> thing we've ever done. That was, a, that was a great story. <laughs>